It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Support for this podcast comes from CDW and Dell Technologies. At CDWG, we get that migrating your agency to a hyper-converged infrastructure is challenging. Like me switching to decaf. Gotta do it, don't wanna do it, but gotta do it. Whoa, slow down, friend. CDWG's experts can help simplify your transition from legacy to hyper-converged infrastructure with Dell EMC solutions that offer speed and agility. Do it, do it. Have you done it? Is it done yet? Why isn't it done yet? IT orchestration by CDWG. People who get it. Find out more at cdwg.com slash EMC. Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash boom. And to show your support for this podcast, use code boom to get $30 off your first month. That's boom. Talkspace.com slash boom. B-O-O-M. Welcome into the Locked on Bengals podcast. I'm James Rapine. It is draft day. So much to get to and discuss. This is going to be a quick podcast. You're looking for that comprehensive Bengals draft preview. What we've done it the past two days. You heard from Dave Lapham and Dan Horde yesterday. The day before that, 35 minutes with Joe Goodberry. Great stuff. If you need like an hour of Bengals draft content to get you through, we got you. Go back to those two episodes and listen Tomorrow you will hear from whoever the Bengals pick tonight in round one right here on Locked on Bengals. Subscribe on iTunes and Audioboom.com. And follow me on Twitter, at James Erpine, at Locked on Bengals. So much to get to. Look, I I think today, and there's so many different ways the Bengals can go. But yesterday I identified identified five guys as being the – Probably the the five guys on the Bengals board. Now, it could change. They could trade up. They could trade down. Uh, A guy could fall that they don't really think or or they didn't plan on being there. But the five that are going to be there or could be there that they realistically look at, to me, are Solomon Thomas, the defensive lineman from Stanford, linebacker Reuben Foster from Alabama, Alabama tight end O.J. Howard, wide receiver John Ross from Washington, and Louisiana State University, former Louisiana State University running back, Leonard Fournette. Those are the five. And I think if Thomas is there, regardless of who else, they'll take Thomas. After that, I think Leonard Fournette is second on their minds. I could be wrong. This is just me going off of what I know, what I've been told. I, I That's what I think. I think it would be Solomon Thomas, Leonard Fournette, and then probably, probably O.J. Howard, John Ross, and then Reuben Foster. But I will say this. The Derek Barnetts, the Harrises from uh, Missouri, uh, those guys, the pass rushers, the Tack McKinleys, they're in play, just not at nine. Dave Lapham thinks that they at least least have an idea or are going to pursue the idea of trading back. Here's Dave on the Mo Egger show on ESPN fifteen thirty yesterday, talking about the idea of how feasible it would be to trade back and maybe get a guy like Derek Barnett. Uh, I mean, I, I think everybody wants to trade down. It seems to me, Mo. The more people I talk to around the league that I can trust, you know, um, everybody's like has the same opinion. Very, very deep draft, 
after the first couple of uh, you know stalwart stellar prospects, you know you get the same guy, not the same guy, but the same caliber of player from uh, pick four to pick forty-one. You know where the Bengals are. So a lot of teams are looking to maybe potentially trade down, but there's only a handful that would consider trading up. The ones that really need quarterback or need to uh, draft, you know, the next quarterback, quarterback and waiting kind of thing. And like I said in the podcast, if uh, you know, a dream for the Bengals would be you know, three or four quarterbacks going in the top ten and three or four defensive backs going their corners going in the top ten would be great for them. But, I, you know, it's, it's to find somebody, a trading partner, I, I, do, I do feel like in calls I've made around the league, more people by a big margin are looking to move back and move up, and you have to have a partner to do it with. That's Dave Lapham on the Mo Egger Show, that entire interview at ESPN1530.com, and that's the problem. The problem is a bunch of these teams are going to want to trade back because it is a really good class from picks 10 to pick 40. So if you move back six spots and you get an extra second-round pick, well, of course, the, the math says do it, but a lot of teams are going to want to do it. And really, the, the way the Bengals can move back, and I thought about this, Cleveland's in, in the – there's so many rumors right now coming out of Cleveland. What if they don't trade up into the top five or top six? What if Mitchell Trubisky's there at seven or eight – and they realize that trading up with the Bengals and the Browns have the uh, a pick in the 50s and a pick in the 30s, that maybe the Buffalo Bills could take Mitchell Trubisky or whatever quarterback the Browns want. Then maybe the Browns, here's, that's just one example, decide to jump up and get that quarterback at nine. Bengals could trade back to 12, still get a guy they really like, whether it's a John Ross or a Reuben Foster or one of those players. Ultimately, that's ideal. And ultimately, you've heard me on here, I want them to pick John Ross. I think, I, in Rocky Boyman, who is a 700 WLW host, I work with him. I, I'm, I'll actually be on 700 WLW tonight from 10 to midnight Eastern time. You can listen on iHeartRadio. I'll tweet out a link, and, and we'll recap the draft. You'll probably hear from the, the Bengals' first-round pick by that time on, on WLW, but... The thing is, with Ross, yes, he's little, 5'10", 5'11". Yes, he's had injuries. He's also better than everybody else. He's faster than everybody else. And Lapham said it yesterday, and I'm not going to play it again for you. Go back yesterday and listen. He's not this track star. This isn't Ted Ginn or Tavon Austin. I, I keep getting all these guys. This isn't... Uh, Jacoby Ford from Oakland way back in the day. It's not that guy. John Ross is a ball player. He's a football player that happens to be really freaking fast. So if the Bengals get him because they've reportedly cleared him medically, if they draft him, it's going to open things up everywhere. And I've been called crazy and all these names and wide receiver, biased and all that, but ultimately there is no other John Ross in this draft. There is no other Reuben Foster in this draft, and there is no other Solomon Thomas in this draft. And that's why those are the three guys that would be on my board at nine. If any of those guys are there, that's fine. The O.J. Howards, it's a deep tight end class. Leonard Fournette, he's so great. It's a deep running back class, and I can make the argument Joe Mixon's better. The kid out of Miami, I'm not going to attempt to say his last name, but David Njoku or whatever it is from Miami, that tight end, who's to say he doesn't end up having a better career? than O.J. Howard. And, and you're going to say, James, well, you can make that argument about any player. 
But what I'm saying is you can get a comparable player at tight end in round three. You can get a comparable player at running back in round two with Joe Mixon. What you can't get, not just Joe Mixon, Alvin Kamara with uh, Hunt, Kareem Hunt from Toledo, love him. Love him, love him, love him. And I I talked to Joe about him uh, two days ago on the Locked on Bengals podcast back on the 25th. So go back and listen to that if you missed it. But the point is, there are comparable players everywhere. Derek Barnett, I, if they don't get him, at if they don't trade back, I don't think he's in play at 9. But they might be able to get a pass rusher at 41 that's just as good, if not better, projects to be better than Derek Barnett. So I look at this draft, and Dave Lapham talked about it yesterday, and you heard him say it. He, in the top 10, you want a unique talent. Someone that you, you can't get anywhere else. Someone that brings something to the field, to the table, some kind of trait that's unique. And John Ross has good hands. He's a good route runner. And the dude's a cheetah. You can't teach speed. That's one thing you can't scheme against. Look at the Patriots. Let's talk about the Patriots for a second. In the first half of the Super Bowl, they looked slow. They looked like they didn't have a chance in hell to beat the Falcons. Why? Because you can't teach speed. And even though they had the better coach and the better quarterback, it didn't matter. Hell, they, they had the better defense, but definitely the more experienced defense. It didn't matter. Speed matters. And we like to dismiss it. We like to dismiss it with all of these guys like Tavon Austin, who were never going to be successful and went into crappy situations to begin with. John Ross isn't Tavon Austin. If he's healthy, he's a minimum Deshaun Jackson. Minimum Deshaun Jackson. You know how many of you would have been so excited if the Bengals drafted, or not drafted, yeah, if they drafted him, but if they signed 30-year-old Deshaun Jackson in the offseason? I would have thought it was cool. You would have thought it was cool. John Ross has that potential. Hell, Joe Goodberry said, without the one-handed catches, he's Odell Beckham. So let's say he's Odell Beckham light. You're telling me you wouldn't take that? The Bengals cleared him medically. They didn't clear Corey Davis medically. They're not interested in Corey Davis because of his medicals. So to me, I'm looking at this, and I think that absolutely I would take John Ross. I'm on board with that. Also, by the way, uh, and I mentioned Rocky, and he's like against wide receivers, and he's like, oh, I don't want someone that's with that frame and that build, and, and he's short and he's little, and I, I just there's just no way. And, and here's what he writes. I'm looking at it here at 700WLW.com. He says, I don't like wide receivers who are small with a history of being injured. Plain and simple. Ross was extraordinary and productive last season and had a 4-2-2 at the combine. However, all that explosiveness comes with a medical sheet that includes meniscus surgery on his right knee in January of 15, ACL surgery on his left knee in 15, and April uh, and what wait, what was it in shoulder yeah April of 2015 in shoulder surgery last month plus hamstring issues at points of his career he has a small frame that concerns me whether he his body can withstand the NFL punishment now for some reason if he's there in the second round at 41 then go get him he's too risky at number nine because of his size I I, I will say this. Injury history is concerning. Bengals cleared him. And the other thing, you know how, like, 
and it's it's unbelievable. But the film doesn't lie. I remember that my first job in this business was with Artrell Hawkins, the former defensive back for the, the Bengals, for the Patriots, for the Panthers. And, and I talked to him. And he – it was – I was working with Artrell for a couple years. And towards the end of my time with him, Tyron Matthew – it was the Tyron Matthew draft. And, and he would argue I, – I remember so many times he would argue with former NFL players that, that said that Tyron Matthew was too little didn't have a, a good frame, that he would get injured too much, that he wouldn't be productive, that he, he didn't have a, a spot in the NFL because of his size or his ability in the off the field. And, and Artrell had met with him. Artrell watched the film, and, and he showed me. And, and that's when I kind of got into like watching different players and seeing things for myself. And, and he showed me what Matthew did, and he said, that's going to translate to the NFL. And I remember there was a website I worked for at that time on the side, and, and they had a mock draft, and I was the Bengals beat guy. And I, I picked Tyron Matthew in round one, and they called me crazy. Instead, the, the consensus, consensus was that I should pick Kenny Vaccaro, the safety who ended up went, going to New Orleans. And he was available in that mock, right? And, and I know I'm, I'm getting deep here, but, but the point is size does play a role. And Tyron Matthews had his injuries. But if the Bengals would have picked him that year, would any of us be calling Tyron Matthew a bust? No. Sometimes we get so caught up in the measurables that we don't look at what's right in front of us. You're looking at a guy that, after all these injuries, the ACL and the meniscus and all of that crap, had 17 touchdowns last year, and there was a lot more left on the field if you watch the film. The quarterback missed John Ross a bunch. Ross was blowing by fools all the time. And the second thing I'll say, that 4-2-2 combine, fastest man in the history of the combine, yeah, he did that after all those injuries. So yeah, you can bring up the injury history. You can spin the narrative however you want. The slight frame, he's small. I sat next to Steve Smith Sr. I sat next to him on his final day in the NFL. In, in the press conference, right before he walked up to the podium for the last time as an NFL player. And or maybe the second to last time, definitely post-game. His last post-game press conference of his life. And Steve Smith isn't much bigger than me. Might be a little thicker, you know. I definitely can, he probably weighs five pounds more. He's not much taller than me. Not, not a crazy big physique. And I'm a little dude. I wouldn't stand out in a damn crowd. The point is, going by the measurables and saying, oh yeah, OJ Howard's going to be great. It's a deep tight end class. Leonard Fournette's big, strong, physical. It's a deep running back class. There isn't another John Ross in this draft. And I don't give a damn if he's 5'10 or 5'11. He can fly. He runs different routes. He's a good route runner. It's not like he's a track star like Lapham said yesterday. This dude's a football player that runs like a track star. I'm James Rapine, and this is the Locked On Bengals podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in during draft season. The, the greatness about this, Joe Goodberry will join me tomorrow. You're going to hear from the Bengals' number one pick tomorrow, and you're going to get a bunch of analysis, obviously, on who the Bengals pick, how they fit, what happened tonight, and so much more. If you want to hear me, go back yesterday and the day before. Comprehensive. This was about 15 minutes. 
The past two days have been great. We we did a, basically an hour of Bengals draft preview two day the past two days. So go check that out. Also on Twitter at James Rapine at Locked On Bengals. Subscribe iTunes AudioBoom.com. and tune in tonight. I'll be on ten to midnight seven hundred WLW in Cincinnati. I'll tweet out a link iHeartRadio, the best way to listen if you're not in Cincinnati. Until then, I'm James Rapine. I appreciate you listening to the Locked On Bengals podcast. Did you watch the 2020 Reds with higher expectations than a first-round wild-card exit of epic proportions? Did you think that the Reds hitting would come around with the signings that they made last offseason? Are you wondering who is asking you all of these questions? Hi, my name is Jeff Carr, and I host the Locked On Reds podcast each and every day, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, Every day throughout the offseason, I'm going to take a look at these Reds, how they fix what didn't work in 2020 and how they continue their success in 2021. But wait, there's more. I'll also have interesting interviews with players, writers and everyone in between talking about the Cincinnati Reds. Come join me on the Locked On Reds podcast each and every day.